Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, August 31st, and this is episode 70 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. For those listening in the chat channel, uh, Mithrin and I are still under the weather, so if there's any coughing or other stuff in the podcast or scratchy voices, uh, please deal with it, because, uh, you know, glad we can talk. The party in the last episode uh, got a deeper inspection of the entryway into the city, saw what appears to be, at least as far as uh, Thorne is concerned, a beholder floating through the city, and they were presented before a regally dressed uh, human sitting at a table inside a uh, wonderfully constructed uh, mansion-type municipal type building that is guarded on the outside by many minotaurs present also appears to be the human servants who's dressed in kind of an Egyptian fashion uh, looks like he's of medium rank and it seems for those who have paid attention so far that for Cesar this building is a marvel of engineering mechanics, little things here and there, things that would attract him and uh, make him comfortable, but also really kind of bring a measure to the man as he looked around and was like, ooh, what's that, or this or that. To Thorne, the rooms appeared to be, and also the building itself, appeared to be a great fantasy of the thief sort of lifestyle. Plenty of um, escape hatches and doors and wide open uh, windows to jump out of if needed. It, it's, it's a beautiful place, but it's very appealing. Xanatari has Bert uh, taken out, and Bert seems indecisive as far as what's going on. He's not exactly, well, it is not exactly tripping on anything in particular. But uh, Thorns kind of noticed some odd stuff. Cesar started to notice some odd stuff. And Xanatari continued to notice that Thorn is odd. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, <laughs> and Mithrin has encountered something. So let's pick up with uh, Cesar. You had sent a Minotaur out to collect the bags. And the Minotaur soon returns and places them uh, at your feet with a, you know, uh, a, a delicate sense of uh, um, dropping something. But the sound of coin does draw the... Um, attention of the human that's sitting there and again he sits forward just ever so slightly and goes ah perhaps someone with the correct language wishes to speak and the and that that sort of s and speak has kind of a a slurpy sort of drawl to it alright um says uh uh well uh are, are, are you done Thorn? Because I, I kind of want to get going. 
I'm done. <laughs> Slicer picks up the the uh, bag or bags. I still forget which um, how it's distributed, and lugs them up and uh, tries to lift them up onto the table and put them on the cushion. But then he can't, so he just sort of puts them at the feet of the guy and opens them up to show him what's inside. Oh, by the way, for you, it's a scale. It's not a cushion. Oh, okay. Can I can I interrupt if 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 I may uh, while yes. you're bringing the coins up there? Uh, mm-hmm. Could I grab your shoulder and pull you aside for a second <laughs> on your way up there? <laughs> yeah, and say, uh, uh, "Scissor, my good man, you know my my bestest uh-huh. friend. Um, yeah. uh, uh, what do you see around here? I mean, what what are you what are you seeing? I, I'm just having a feeling here. Like like, tell me what what is right in front of you right now. Your what do you see? Face. No, not my face. Like, well, what, what's what to the distance? What's in the vista? What, what, what's the city look like? You mean that this room? Yeah. Well, uh, there's all sorts of uh, knickknacks and and what's it's and who's it's galore. Okay. Um, Quite finely engineered, I must say. Though I, I need mutters under I do suspect a bit of uh, uh, trickery going on here. I would imagine. Uh, I would like to roll perception to see if this matches up with what I see. <laughs> okay. And I end up with a twenty. Oh. Not not a natural twenty. It's just a modified twenty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's a lot of who's it's and there's a lot of what's it's and you know there's 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 you know a good amount of gold it's, it's a very beautiful building but um you can tell that this building's got a lot of stories to tell mithrin it's you know kind of a place where if you had a couple beers maybe someone installed a fireplace you know you, you could have a really nice discussion here bring in you know bring in some extra tables um, you know, you, you might even be able to solve some world peace in here, or sing really loudly. But it, it's it's sort of uh, you know it's it's welcoming. But yeah, you can kind of see where there's some who's it's and what's it's here and there. But uh, you know, this is really a room that uh, you can appreciate. He wants more. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> at this point, I would like to look at Cesar and say. I'm getting a feeling we are being bamboozled, <laughs> to say the least, because you see something you find attractive. I see something I find attractive in this room. It seems like we're all being led to think that this place is awesome when it may be nothing of what we see. Uh, that, that, that may be so, but uh, I don't know to what end. Let's, uh, I think I'll at least be able to speed this process along and maybe get us out of here. So, uh, All right, all right. Uh, let's I, let's I, give them what they want. And, all right. And, be on our way. Okay. You, and then, okay. On your, cool. And then he does what he said. What I said he does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dropping the coins. Uh, the. Uh, 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 Don't break it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have helped you, but I didn't want to. <laughs> but I didn't want to. While that'll he's be, down, be... I'm going to pickpocket. <laughs> Is that well, a legitimate my, request? Yes. 12. Something. Cesar. 35. Cesar. No, 25. Cesar. 
<clears throat> you are starting to become an old hat. So old something. Hat. All right. Well, uh, Cesar, you've come to realize that uh, you're in somewhat of an awkward and, and out of defensive position uh, around your friend Thorn. And you become somewhat kind of crafty to his ways. So uh, you kind of see as you're trying to put yourself back, uh, back straight. The, um, well, how shall I put it? Uh, you kind of see Thorn moving around like he might be trying to do something. Implications. Implications. All you have are implications. I didn't know no such thing. Might be trying to pickpocket you or something, but... No, I was eating a cupcake from the tray. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Pizza cupcake. Delicious. Pizza cupcake. <laughs> Anything, uh, Thorn? I'm going to make another move. Instead of pickpocketing, I'm going to help him up. I'm going to roll my gratitude check. Oh, gratitude. look at that. Natural. It's a one. <laughs> <clears throat> Quite literally. Uh, yeah. No gratitude here. The dice knows. Um, no, I'm going. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going. I won't pickpocket Cesar. I mean, let's face it. If we're seen to be pickpocketing each other in the sight of this mystery accountant guy, um, we don't even have a name. Like, come on, really? What am I supposed to call him? All right, let's give him a name. Um, let me have a look through my names here. Let's call him Troy. The Sultan of Troy? Wait, the, the, no. You have a, some sort of list or book of really boring, <laughs> normal names. It's like the opposite of baby name book. Yeah, exactly. For those that can't see the stream or my webcam, here, I've got a bunch of business cards. And a train ticket, but that's not important. Uh, that have names of colleagues of mine that I use. Wow. Okay. It just keeps going, man. Like, yeah. Anyway, you get the point. I've got a, a, a card index, I guess you could say, well, of colleagues' names. So what you're Troy saying is, Troy is listening. I apologize. I know you saw this sneaky Sultan guy, and you said Troy is perfect. I just saying? picked a random name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not to mention that none of my friends listen to this, so you guys mm. are terrible. Okay. <laughs> you guys. Support me more. That's all I'm saying. The, um, with sort of a, a, a measured sense of care, the uh, human in the chair reaches out and with one arm and opens the uh, bag containing the money and sort of sifts fingers through the top layer of the currency and then sits back and eyes Cesar um, uh, with some degree of approval and, and perhaps surprise and he goes this will do just fine, but 
are you claiming, and there's kind of a, a, a weak finger sort of gesture towards the rest of the party? Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right. Ooh, I, think can, I think you can count. Um, Cesar. I have a question just before you do this. Yep. Has he turned into William Shatner? No. That's just Tinsian. <laughs> He's already William Shatner. I really don't. I really don't try to pause in odd spaces, but no, no. But it's just the the way that he uh, he spoke was like, yeah, that's uh, that's William Shatner, but Persian William Shatner. Troy, the Persian William Shatner Sultan. Okay. There you go. Good luck finding an episode <laughs> image for this one. <laughs> You'd be surprised with Google. I'll find one. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. No, not now. Cesar. Yeah. I believe you were uh, looking to do, because um, you sort of found uh, the the edge of reality, perhaps, on this little thing, and you were going to do a skills check. Yep. That's what we had spoken of. Your arcana, let's try and do five successes at, uh, is 25 within reach for you? Yeah, that's about average. That's let's do 25 a- before uh, five, uh, 25 before five failures. All right. So we will start off, and Cesar, uh, he pulls out a small gadget that has a needle on it that's sort of quivering back and forth, and he starts moving it around in the air sort of subtly and uh, tries to get a reading off of that, and he rolls an 18 total. The needle breaks off. And then I say, why are you looking for ghosts here? (laughs) Put your EMF meter away. Um, Okay. The the needle breaks off. One failure. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> so he pulls out a, a replacement needle and, and fixes it on there and realizes that the, the power source is a little uh, wonky. So he, pull, he flips it over and uh, readjusts some wires and uh, flips it back over, takes another reading, and rolls a 29. Very good. And uh, a light lights up on the, the base of the, the unit, uh, which is sort of stage one. And so he... Uh, plugs in another small thing into the back of it and uh, takes another reading in a different area, sort of points it at a different area of the room. Uh, 24. Actually, for that description, I'll give you that one. Okay. Nice. The, 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 the thing that I plugged in starts to fall out, but he quickly slams it back in and another light pops up on the, uh, the uh, magicometer. And then... Uh, <laughs> Then he, what he does is uh, he uh, reaches into another pouch and uh, there's like a, a, one of his winged creatures and he uh, sort of plugs it briefly into the back of it and then just sort of lets it fly and it sort of does a, a circle around in the area and tar- starts to take readings that way. And uh, I roll a 32, so it definitely starts to pick up on uh, something going on. And then um, and Cesar just puts the, the he hooks the, the unit onto his belt and then just stands very still and just takes one <laughs> sniff. That was two. Takes one <laughs> sniff. <laughs> you can't take one sniff. You must take two. Uh, just, you know, sort of going off of his senses at that point. And that's a natural one, because that is absolutely not how Cesar interacts with magic at all. Um, <laughs> it smells like 
cumin. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm I don't hungry. Know fruit. Yeah. It's chilly around here somewhere. Um, we will deal with the one in a moment. Okay. Um, so he immediately pulls out the the unit and uh, smacks it on the side to try to get some more life out of it, and uh, takes another reading with that and gets a twenty one. Um, starts <laughs> uttering undead swears, <laughs> swear words <laughs> under his breath. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then, uh, then he remembers that, uh, what does he remember? Oh, that the, uh, the thing that's flying around has to be brought in and rehomed with the system. So he, uh, uh, brings it back and does that and, uh, sends it out in another reconnaissance and gets a 24. Uh, I, I, I'll give you that one. Okay. What am I at right now? Uh, four successes, three failures. Okay. And a one. Of those, and a one. one. And then he, uh, what does he do? He finally pulls out his his book, which is actually his crossbow, and uh, slots the. It still looks like a book though, and slots the unit onto that to give it its final sort of wide signal boost to try to get an encompassing uh, reading of the whole room. It's still a reading rainbow. And gets twenty eight. This episode, number 69, brought to you by Engineering Porn Movies. That sounds awful. <laughs> I know you'll ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> episode 69, brought to you by Reading Rainbow. Mm. <laughs> but since we've already used Reading Rainbow of Death, we can't use that one this time. No. Hang on, coffee fit. I'm waiting for Thorne to come back. We dropped him anyway. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I love Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good. Cesar, unfortunately, you're going to kind of figure out, uh, while you have had success, perhaps you're a little too brilliant, and you might have encountered what it's like to have giant glowing flaming spiders, a la Mithrin, uh, in this. That's okay. Cesar's <laughs> used to peeing his pants anyway, so it's not a big deal. Whatever fogginess you may have in your old age, whatever cataracts may or may not be forming behind those old, tired eyes, you have the absolute, perfect, crystal, suddenly crystal clear picture, an image, sound, and smell of the scene around you. Oh, God. And for a one, it will be indelibly burned. Perhaps right next to one of the worst things you have seen in the uh, your time as an un, as an enslaved the undead armies of Thay. Okay. The following is out of character information for everybody except for Caesar. I'm gonna pull my earphones out. Wave when you're done. No, 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 no. Cesar, this is in character for you. That was quick. No, no. This, this is, this is oh. in character for you, out of character for Oh. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Yeah, See, Cesar's so. um, turning into a, an old man in real life now. <laughs> wow. Go. 
that was that was a real life natural one. The room you are in is far, far smaller than what it appears to be. You are at the end of uh, a long hallway, sort of uh, maybe a twenty by twenty hallway. Okay. The two. Um, Minotaurs that are behind these figures, they are present mm-hmm. and they have weapons drawn mm-hmm. and are turned. For what you were seeing, they were saying they're guarding the guy. Mm-hmm. For what you are, for what you are seeing, they are there as if to lash out at the figure sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. The figure sitting in the chair is a very old-looking, very, not desiccated, but, uh, mm, impoverished-looking sort of, uh, creature. And it has, instead of sort of a, a metallic-y kind of facial veil that you were seeing before as part of his garments. It appears to be some sort of metal plate. The The skin is purple. Some sort of metal plate is affixed to its where its mouth should be. The plane is going to drop. The figure behind it, um, to the side, is an even worse impoverished-looking, sorry, sad sack of um, a human being, as you ever will see. There is indeed a tube running from back behind its ear through some sort of device on the tray that it is holding and going into um, uh, the, the figure sitting in the chair and up into the side of the mask. Okay. The figure is chained to the chair. There is one arm that it used to reach out to the coins in the bag that Uh has a degree of movement where it's able to extend out to the middle of the table, but apparently no farther. The other is bound so that it can raise only a little bit off the armrest. And it looks like the creature can only either move forward just a little bit from its chains, from the back of the chair, or to the left or to the right of that. So it can just slightly shift position, but it's stuck there. The table itself is a black basalt um, structure. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of a square that is plunked there. Okay. The box that you saw uh, near and behind uh, the party from the last episode appears to be a cage with some sort of creature inside of it Mm -hmm. that is wearing a collar and uh, there is a leash that is... um, extending from the cage to one of the hands on the um, minotaurs. Wow. 
So if you all want to take a moment, look up the image of a mind flare. Uh, I was going to say. But without the tentacles. Right. Hmm. Cesar is instantly enraged. Um, I would think it would be very difficult for him to restrain himself from at least attempting to lash out at the captors of these. Um, but he would try, and I wonder if maybe you want to orchestrate some way to illustrate that struggle mechanically. Oh, by the way, um, the, uh, the human figure behind, that, that is near the Mind Flayer has a tattoo across the forehead that says Murderer. Um, and, uh, can you rephrase what you were asking? I just want, like, I mean, seeing this is, you know, what he dealt with himself in some way for 70-some years mm -hmm. in terms of slavery, and that instantly is a trigger for him to basically want to flip his shit, to put it eloquently. Um, <laughs> but, obviously, that might not be the best idea at this point. It's just a very tough struggle, so I thought maybe we could, you know, with a roll or rolls or something, illustrate that that fight, because it's very borderline. Okay. Uh, let me roll against your will. Okay. I am going to roll a 16 versus your will. It's a success for me. Okay. You manage to hold it for a moment, mm -hmm. but I would like you to roll uh, roll a 20 against me. Just straight 20, no, no modifiers? Straight 20, no mods. Okay. 13. Your sort of crazy eye twitching stuff is you sense that you are you are noticed yeah and the slurping sound does not stop but um Zanatari yes you're with your mind block how yeah how I was gonna ask you about that if they're making uh, attacks against our will then that should have disabled this a long time ago. This is not an attack against the will. Okay. This is this is not a uh, attack situation. Um, because we're just trying to see how long we can keep Cesar from... Yeah, that's just... Yeah, versus my <laughs> resolve or whatever. Yeah. Um, when your stuff hits the disengage, how long does that shield stay up? An enemy hits or misses you with an attack against your will is all it says. It doesn't say how long okay. it will retain its uh, its shield. Okay. But you get plus four to your will while that's going on. Cesar, mm -hmm. you feel that there is not an attack, but you feel that there is a message waiting at the boundary of your perception. Okay. 
Do I sense a way to access that? Yes. Okay. I mentally try to receive that message. As that makes sense. the Mind Flayer studies the rest of the group, you hear in your voice a sort of... Uh, I guess if, if shadows could talk, there's kind of a... a I don't know how best to describe it, but there's there's an, an oily kind of voice that that enters your head and goes, you have questions. I will come back to you in a moment. That's good. Thank you. Take a moment to think. Uh, Mithrin. Yeah. You being the sort of hypersensitive sort that has noticed that there's something funky going on, in the area, you've kind of noticed that um, Cesar has kind of tightened up a bit. He's, you know, he's not like tossing and throwing around or something. But uh, your 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 home grandpa is kind uh, kind of something's got his attention, and um, I'm guessing his eyes are glazed, and he's kind of just looking off into space, and like you know, no, he's he's got. He's got what he's, he's you know his his normal self going on, but you can you can kind of see that there's some some something something has tripped in the old boy that's um, at issue. Okay. Um, I would like to roll an insight to see if I can determine what is the uh, cause of his ire. I guess. Okay. Uh, let's see what we get here. Oh. That would be a 21. At the moment, it's... I hate to sound so vague, but... A 21 is good, but at this point in time, everything seems to have his ire. Mm. Um, you sort of get the feeling that he's calculated where the rest of everyone is, that he knows he can trust. Okay. Um, I am going to just stand ready. I'm going to ready an action. Okay. Very Do good. I need to uh, to name that action at this point, or? Sure, if you want to. Um, I'm actually just going to ready my battle hardened ability. Okay. Which just allows me to have uh, plus five to saving throws against fear, or and a plus two to initiative. So okay. that's fine. Zanatari, uh, I guess I would notice that uh, they were startled by something. Says they were startled. Uh, Medrin is preparing, so I I want to try to see if I can see what Cesar has been able to discern. So, um. I guess I can roll an insight and try to see if I can. Uh, Want to do an insight or a perception? Okay. And uh, you start to see that, uh, likewise, there's a series of edges to the scene before you. There's, uh, you know, some bits and pieces that just aren't quite kind of, kind of gelling. 
Um, I'm going to give you the same opportunity for a skills test. But for your perception, what would you say is a good median ground for um, your skills? Well, my perception's 10, so I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to get whatever, whatever he had, 20, 24, something like that. Okay. Let's have you do, um, Cesar, you're at what for your perception? Uh, 14. Okay. Let's have you do, uh, because of the alarm and everything, let's have you do three successes of 20 before three failures. Okay. Okay. Um, Zenitari, noticing that Cesar has uh, keyed into something, would look to Bert and try to get Bert to move over towards the figure in question and see if uh, his light could shine some literal light on it and give me uh, I guess a clue so mm-hmm. 25 okay one success please continue okay uh, are the clouds visible in this room or only in the larger chamber only in the larger chamber okay I would hold up my holy symbol and uh, say a prayer to the thunder god to give me extra uh, insight into the situation and to reveal anything hidden 18. Okay. You're one for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would try to do a mind read on Cesar or a mind link and try to see if I can kind of glean any information from his extraneous thoughts without actually violating his privacy. Okay. Oh, 12. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. I would look to see in the light of Bert if there's any shadows that don't seem to match up with the figures that I'm looking at. Okay, very nice. 17. I know. There is... Is that four or five? That's uh, three failures before your three successes. There you go. However, very well described, very well thought out. Um, There is enough to put you... On guard, but I like what you did with uh, the mind link on Cesar. You get sort of the tail end of something about questions, <laughs> but it's from a voice that you haven't heard in the room. Okay, I'm hearing him get asked that because Cesar always asks questions. But there's 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 just you know it's like you got like just enough to get the word, you know the 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 questions. So there, there's enough, you can kind of see that there's something not right here in terms of what you're seeing. You hear the voice, but you don't have the whole picture kind of say. Okay. Thorn? Be on my guard, and then okay. I'm done. Thorn, are you back, or are you still crashed? No, I'm here. Okay. Uh, Cesar has just plopped down a ton of money. Yep. You have your gem up there. Yep. Uh, Cesar, it's sort of reacting kind of like how he does whenever you try to pickpocket him, but he's being a little more rigid for it. Hey, yo. Episode 69, brought to you by Nonsense. Yes, there you go. Alright, so, um... 
No, yeah, same. Like what you mean to say when you don't mean to say what you did say anyways. <laughs> There's no delicate way to put this, I guess. So, when I see Cesar, um, it, when I see him sort of, I'm not, I, I'm trying to put it nicely, so. Come on, it's not like when you I got say, Jumanji and Pee Wee's Playhouse is going to scream when you say the magic word, go. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but. Come on, let's 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 be serious here. No, let's not be serious. Did you say whipper? What is it you say? Mother flipper, I am gonna scream. God dang it, mother flipper, <laughs> what? Okay, so yeah, when I see him um, sort of lock up and sort of stand up straight like an old man shouldn't, <laughs> um, I kind of get the sense that something ain't quite right. So, um after being offended by uh, our gracious host, who's a bit of a jack-off, um, I take my take my gem and I put it back in my money bag. Um, you mean my gem? No, 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 my gem. I believe ownership is mine now, given that you haven't asked about it in several episodes. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> who knows? If I take pity on you, I might give you one back. But... Um, yeah, when I see him sort of lock up like that, I second guess um, myself on pickpocketing him, um, and I'd like to make a perception check if I may. Okay. By the way, episode sixty-nine brought to you by Danger Agra. If your old man is standing up tight for more than four hours due to danger, consult your doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to <laughs> let the DM know that I rolled a natural twenty. He is in danger for more than four hours. Oh, Mithrin, Mithrin, Mithrin. Me? Yes. <laughs> Guess who gets to bring Thorn into the screaming reality of what the room is for his natural twenty, Ooh, with all the so aplomb he, that you are able to himself, that you are able to uh, to bring yourself. Okay, so he actually sees everything that we have seen out of character? Yep, I'm not going to make him do the skills check because that's a natural 20. Right, okay. So upon, uh, you know, this, this glorious insight that he had, or, or glorious perception, you know, so it's like his eyes grew exceptionally wide and, you know, like, whoa, it took all the light in the room, like all the light, all of it. And, uh, and uh, immediately he sees through this strange... Uh, illusion that was before him before but it becomes very clear that it is an illusion and he sees this half octopus headed thing slurping on some guy's brain through a bendy straw and he you know and this is obviously thorn's mind you know perceiving this so the bendy straw octopus thing sucking through it lots of treasure stuff around still seeing that obviously um but obviously also seeing a lot of great danger. Actually, by the way, also, Thorn, you would notice that there is no gold um, on the walls. It is a sort of stucco, brick mortar, almost looks like a, 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 a prison. Lies. All lies. I've been deserved! Flip the all, all the windows are barred and appear warded. Um... There's actually, for, for that level of success, you actually see if you sort of glance around, 
you see that there is actually a minotaur that you did not see before every 20 feet or so to the doorway. And the minotaur that you saw that helped uh, Cesar out is actually standing armed at the doorway. But this feels exactly yeah. like perhaps one of the worst prisons around. Uh, it's a trap. What did I say? It's a trap. No one believe me. We've got proof now that you should listen to Thorn forever. I believed you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't okay. matter. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. What am I going to do? Um, so... How, how can I tell that other people can see what I can see? Um, well, um, I might roll an insight check for the party, besides oh, Cesar, because I can kind of guess that he's gone rigid because you see something crazy. Yes. Um, that would be a 19. Okay. Uh, you get a feeling that Mithrin and... Uh, Zenitari are trying to put things together, but you definitely get reading the body language of Cesar. Uh, that boy is dialed in to uh, this this current party line. I am freaking out. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's have you freak out for a little bit, and Cesar. Yeah. Picking up where we left off. Right. You have questions. Um, to start off, um, this is all thought, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but he'll do it without, well, I guess he's dealing with the guy, so it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to make eye contact with him. He locks eye contact with the, my, the chained mind flare and, uh, thinks, uh, do you need help? In a younger time, I would have agreed, or promised, or bartered. But this is... punishment. I am serving a purpose, a sentence. And someday, maybe, I will find that sentence repaid. Would it be bad to let them know... We know. It depends. You are not within harm in this location. There is a purpose to me. There is a purpose to all of this. I sense that you understand with the money and what your goal is that uh, it just kind of trails off. Okay. Um, and then he says, uh, could you tell anything, could you tell me anything about these? And he projects an image of the drow that they encountered back in Winterhaven. To the rest of the party, it looks like the inspection of each of you um, following Cesar presenting the money and vouching for each of you that uh, is, he, he's accounting for each of you within the money bag. There's sort of a faint 
nod of approval from uh, the human sitting in the chair. To Thorn and Cesar, you see the Mind Flayer nod toward Cesar. Spooky. <laughs> nod of doom. <laughs> there is a passage and many passages that run below the seven-pillared hall. These have been a bane of the Mage Academy and the Magus for a long time. They're raiders. They don't serve this hall. They don't serve the trade. They are disruptions of the highest order. Any recent news or changes regarding these creatures? I have only been told that there's something afoot, and people are afraid to stand outside. Something about the constellations. Something I have not seen in a very, very, very long time. Cesar projects an image of the, the stars in the hand of Vecna and the eye, or the moon eye, to him, just for his sake. That does not belong there, or I do not remember it. And then sort of glances towards Thorn, and kind of narrows his eyes a bit. Awkward. Um, 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 what do I do? What do I do? Uh... He blames you for the celestial events. We don't know that, but... Probably does. I would have shoot it. Oh no. Okay. Um. How do I deal with this? That eye, that red eye, is a symbol of Orcus. That hand is a symbol of Vecna. Someone, and again, sort of eyeballing, um, Thorn. Is uh, has attracted some most dire attention. Together they signify Vorcus. <laughs> oh, oh Orcus. <laughs> Thank you for naming the episode. Hawkus, Vorcus. Um Vorcus, <laughs> Vorcus, I like it. <laughs> Cesar just sends a thought a sense of uh, respect and regret. Um, I mean, he acknowledges that he's uh, serving a sentence, but he just still, of as sentences go, slavery is not acceptable to him. Uh, but he just sort of, as a thanks and a, you know, regret, just sort of sends that sort of sense to the the mind flayer, and then uh, looks at him, and then looks at the minotaur behind him, and says, "Well, I don't know about my friends here, but uh, I can see through what you're having uh, having us see here. And uh, can we just uh, move this along? I'd, I'd much prefer to to be gone from this place. We can do that. What you are attempting to purchase, you have come to the correct place." It is my goal, nay, 
part of my duty. And you sort of sense there's behind it, he sort of remembers his old days where he could just, you know, grab into a skull and, you know, he was a creature of power. Yeah. But now he is a creature of power to trade, but he's locked in where he's at, but he still has a purpose to serve. So he kind of relishes to a degree this thing. Hang on, coughing fit. Damn it. Uh, just for thanks the audience, for then. adding that in there. We must. The purpose of this You're room welcome. to those who wish to present themselves must gain one proof of currency and two story for their house. We will do the proof of currency first. If you are agreeable. I agree. Xanatari? Mithrin? Thor? Yo. We got money. Here it is. Okay. Um, and again, this is all kind of happening rather quickly. So uh, the figure sitting in the chair, the human to those who think it's a human, mind flare to that, points to Cesar and goes, as you were in perfectly human voice to hear, to those who he has agreed to cover with this amount, we must first prove that there is no deception within the currency. That the basis of trade is currency. And the one of the, uh, the servant that sort of came out of nowhere appears again, um, the one that dealt with uh, Cesar in the last episode, comes and retrieves the bag and places the bag down in front of the box and starts to, uh, what appears to be lifting, um, actually before it lifts, lifts the panel, it takes the, the coins dumps it into a large wooden bowl. Like, just big old massive bowl that would fit all that currency. Um, clearly magical, because the bowl just keeps getting bigger the more currency is put in, so it never spills. Mm-hmm. And then goes over and raises a panel on the box. From within the box, or cage, depending on your point of view a sort of dun-colored, rust-colored creature appears and starts to run tendrils and feelers over all of the coins. And sort of is touching the coins and, and dabbling through the coins. Um, does anybody wish to make a perception check at this point in time. Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, I'm still sort of tripping on my last perception check. Uh, that's a 20 modified. Okay. Anybody else? Sure. I'm good. Yeah, he said what he wanted to do, so I'm leaving. Okay. 22. Uh, so, okay. Uh, Thorin and Cesar, you both see that um, on this creature, 
there's various little um, either feathers on uh, kind of like uh, fern type growths on the tendrils, or on the underneath there's like little uh, half circles, okay. little nodules, sort of like on the Daleks. But where there should be like an even ordered spacing of some of these things, it looks like some of them were removed. Um, so this thing is going through and, you know, diving tendrils into the coins and doing a very thorough examination. Okay. The voice in Cesar's head returns, the seven-pillared hall has found these rust monsters to be most adept at finding fake coin but we've had to do some modifications to them so that they don't get the good coins and be greedy about it after probably about 30 seconds to a minute of examination uh, the um servant that had put the coins out puts kind of a, a, a boot to the head of the hang on to the head of the creature and pushes it back into the cage or box and closes the panel before nodding to the figure in the chair and the figure in the chair says to the party your currency holds true. But now the next step. Zanatari, would you take us out? Sure, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumber1.lipson.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. He's frozen. You're a hat. He's oh, gone. No. An old hat, and that's the end of yeah. the story. <laughs> frozen. Yeah, you're broken. 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 It's broken. Your future is now to sit on the heads of children and tell them which house they belong to. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm. The red house. Oh, Hufflepuff. Oh. <laughs> I really took a minute Huff to understand to where you were going with that one. Uh, <laughs> the out house. Sit on the heads of children. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just crossing Hello, young lady. How are did you... I get here? I don't know. Are you, are you gonna have to restart the stream or anything to to capture it, or am I gonna fit into the stream now? Fine again. Uh, 
Uh, no, the stream's good. Okay.